listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott, joined today by Dr. Virginia Homewood with Intermountain Healthcare. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Talking about air pollution and pregnancy and, you know, why it's important, of course, to reduce exposure to air pollution while pregnant. Um, you know, if you are pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant, you might have wondered or start to wonder um, if or how air pollution could have an effect on your unborn baby. Uh, so you're going to break it all down for us. You're going to answer some of our questions and provide some uh, important tips to our listeners uh, in hopes to help reduce exposure to air pollution uh, if and when you get pregnant. So uh, talk to us a little bit about why air pollution can even be harmful during pregnancy, because a lot of us might not even realize that. Yeah, and, you know, even as a medical community, we're still learning, and um, there's a lot of, you know, more and more we're learning all the time about this. Um, we are definitely seeing that there are, um, you know, effects to pregnancy from air pollution and you know we're seeing that there's potentially increased risks of miscarriage um, uh, if you have high levels of exposure uh, to the air pollution even before you conceive but also during those um, you know early weeks of the pregnancy um, we see increased stillbirth rates in some studies with really high levels of exposure, potentially increased risk of preterm birth. Um, we're also uh, seeing that um, there's possibly a link with high levels of air pollution and um, sudden infant death syndrome um, in the newborn babies. So, you know, the more we learn about this, the more we realize that we've got to take it seriously and um, start to educate patients and also work towards getting uh, air pollution better. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of our listeners live along the Wasatch Front and it seems to be prone to air pollution. Why is that? Talk to us, you know, kind of explain to our listeners why we may see, you know, more poor air quality along the Wasatch Front than in other places. Yeah, and I mean, you know, a lot of the the bigger cities are going to struggle with this. And, um, you know, the Wasatch Front is unique in that we've got um, those mountains um, that can trap in that air during the, the, the winter season. And so the cold air gets trapped, and what that does is traps all of the pollution down in the valley. And you know, we all know about those inversion uh, days where you can really see that poor quality in the air. And, you know, it, it makes it all that much more important that we're paying attention to it uh, if you live along that Wasatch Front. And we talked about winter, but we can also see it in the summer, too. Yeah. And, you know, certainly, like I said, any big city is going to struggle with air pollution. And I mean, during the winter, I think we're all more attuned to it because you can really see it in the air. And remember that 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 means we're having really high levels of pollution. There are days you can't see it where there's still, you know, there's still uh, pollution within the air. 
during the summer in particular, you know, we're seeing more and more problems from the wildfires um, that can increase that air pollution uh, as well. So that started to become more and more of a problem for us in, uh, during the summer months. And so when it comes to, you know, outdoor life, um, all of us Utahns like to get outside, whether it's winter, spring, summer, or fall. But what are some of the things that um, should be avoided doing outdoors when we're maybe seeing some of those inversions or that poor air quality uh, while while pregnant? Yeah, and I mean, this is the tricky part. I mean, we can't control um, that air quality on, an, on a personal basis, right? And so what you need to be able to do is to identify when you're having a bad air quality day and then modify your exposure to that air. Um, you know, the first thing to do is to identify when it's a poor air quality day. And there are some really good resources out there. You know, there's the air.utah.gov uh, website where you can uh, pop on on a daily basis and check the air quality. So that's the first step is check the air quality. And then on poor air quality days, those are the days you don't want to exercise outside. So choosing to exercise inside instead of outside on those days is key. And then even on days that aren't, you know, poor air quality days, there's a lot of things you can do to re reduce your exposure on a personal level. And, you know, during pregnancy, again, this is just that much more important because you've got that second person you're thinking about. Um, you know, you want to avoid exercising on really busy roads. Um, and especially during peak pollution times of day. So, you know, rush hour is going to increase that particulate matter in the air compared to not exercising during rush hour. And then even when you're not exercising, there's things that you can do to reduce your exposure. So, you know, um, not idling your car when you're uh, sitting outside waiting for your kids to come and come from school, turn the car off, and that will reduce your personal exposure. Um, you can also recirculate the air in your car. I know we always like that fresh air button, but remember if you're in a, you know, bumper to bumper traffic and you're, you have that fresh air button on, what you're actually doing is pulling in the exhaust from the car next to you and then breathing that. And if you just recirculate the internal air in your car, that's just a nice, easy thing you can do to reduce your exposure um, to all of those fumes that are coming uh, uh, from the traffic. And then also, um, you know, just being aware of what stationary forms of air pollution are in your your particular neighborhood. So, you know, if there's a factory or a smelter or something like that in your neighborhood, you know, avoiding exercising in those areas as well. Yeah. And so we talk about outside and, and things to avoid, but what about inside? Because indoor air pollution can be a problem, too. Yeah, and, um, you know, I think we all do think about air pollution as being an outdoor problem, but in our homes, um, we're also uh, exposed to a lot of chemicals and toxins within the air. And part of that is if the air pollution outside is bad, some of that's going to get into your home. But then there's also a lot of other sources of poor air quality within the home, Um that um, we don't necessarily think about. You know, you you can get the carbon monoxide that's being released from some of the furnaces and fireplaces. There's, um, you know, particulate matter that, that can be released if you have a fireplace going in your um, home, especially if it's a wood-burning um, uh, fireplace. 
Um, we have radon exposure in the home, and that comes from um, furnaces and stoves and heaters. Uh, and we also have, you know, flame retardants that we are exposed to in the home, and those um, are actually used in a lot of our furniture is the biggest source of those. And as the furniture breaks down, that dust can have some chemicals in it. So there's a lot of potential chemicals in the air in our home that we just need to be aware of and then try to um, minimize as much as possible. Yeah, so how do we minimize it in, inside of our homes? How do we try to avoid it or make uh, the air pollution in our homes less? Yeah, and there's a lot of really simple things you can do to improve the air quality within your home. Um, you know, the most basic thing is just keeping dust levels down. So like I said, a lot of that dust has chemicals in it. And so, you know, keeping the floors mopped and the dust off of the countertops. Um, and then when you're vacuuming, make sure you have a vacuum that has a, a, a HEPA filter on it. And that will um, also reduce that, um, all of those potential chemicals that are in the dust. Um you want to make sure you're not smoking in the home or allowing other people to smoke in your home. You don't want that secondhand smoke exposure um, in inside of your household. You can um, make sure that you're changing your furnace filters on a regular basis. Those filters are really important to filter out some of those chemicals. And if they're not getting changed, they're not working as well as they could be. Uh, so that's another simple thing you can do. Trying not to... Um, use a wood-burning stove and, you know, if possible, convert your stove. There's actually some pretty good programs out there that you could look into in the Wasatch Front to convert to, to gas uh, fireplaces. And then also um, you can use an indoor air filter, and that's a really great way to, you know, filter out some of the chemicals that um, are within the home, but then also on poor air pollution days if you're running um, these um, HEPA air filters, <clears throat> it's a great way to reduce your exposure. Great. And then when it comes to air filters, you were talking a little bit about that and, um, you know, making sure that you were having the proper filters uh, in your home and, and the, the HEPA filters. Talk to us a little bit about kind of how to understand some of that, because that might be uh, something that we don't just really know much about. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, and I, I think it is one of those things that just a lot of us have never really thought about. And, you know, it's a simple thing you can do in the home. So these HEPA filters, it's a high-efficiency particulate arrestance filter. And what you're looking for on those is the MERV rating, the M-E-R-B, and that's the minimum efficiency reporting value. And, you know, that's a lot of <laughs> a lot of words, but really what we're talking about is how much of the particulate matter the filter can filter out and you know what becomes really important when we're talking about this the the toxins and the particulate matter in the air is how small of a particle the filter um, is able to remove from the air so that MERV rating um, what you're looking for is a rating between 13 and 16 and that's going to be the most effective at removing the smaller particles, which are is really going to get, um, you know, the majority of those toxins out. So if you have a, a good filter with that reading of 13 to 16, it should be able to remove more than 99% of the particulates from the air, which is incredible. So it can be a huge reduction in, in the particulates that you're breathing. This is a big question because I'm sure there's a number of answers or ideas but you know 
in the grand scheme of things, uh, how do we improve our overall air quality? What do we do? Yeah, and I mean, it is tricky, right? Because it takes everybody. Um, you know, there's it, it's not something that you can do just as an individual. So it takes the whole community uh, to improve the air quality. And I think, you know, I think the Wasatch Front is had um, a big awareness. And the more people that are aware and thinking about it and, you know, helping to reduce that pollution, the quicker we're going to get there. So, you know, we all have to be aware of it, first of all, and then understand that it's important and work towards, you know, reducing our own um, contribution, you know, by driving less and, and decreasing our carbon footprint individually. But then also, you know, let your elected officials know that this is something that's important to you, that you care about and get involved in those community efforts to improve the air quality. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time. I know that, you know, intermountainhealthcare.org is also a wealth of information for people who may want to, uh, you know, dive a little deeper into some of these topics. And so I appreciate your time and uh, your tips for our listeners on, you know, how we can all just work together uh, overall for the importance of improving our our air quality and, and getting rid of our air pollution, but also, you know, talking us through why it's important to, um, reduce our exposure and be aware of it uh, when we're pregnant as well. So thank you so much. Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me. I enjoy talking about this stuff. Great. We appreciate it. And that concludes this episode of the Baby Your Baby podcast. We were talking with Dr. Virginia Homewood with Intermountain Healthcare about air pollution and pregnancy. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.